So this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is where you go to get all your audiobook needs from, where it's millions, millions, and millions of books made by famous authors of highly rated stuff. Audible is also owned by Amazon, so you know who you're working with. And also, if you really want to try Audible, see if it's for you, if you want to listen to stuff in your car, go on the link in the description below and get a 30-day month trial to see if Audible's for you. If you don't like it, it's okay. First audiobook's on me. See you down there and enjoy. One. What's up, guys? How's it going today? It's your boy, Richard, coming from the studio in Morristown. We're coming to you live on the Well-Rounded Show. This is my first official podcast episode slash video. I have no idea what I'm doing. But I don't really care. Let me hit you with this. Let me hit you with this, bro. <laughs> and the only reason why I was I even started to do this or even bothered to have a podcast in my mind is because my good friend Nick, whom we're talking to a little bit tonight, he's and the only other person I know who's more intense of his work is you like despite such differences in the things we do like you fire me up nick for real appreciate that dude i need to ask you a question like for real go for it man I, i've known you since i know you since high school but i don't really talk to you since until like earlier this year when we hung out one time right and just something i notice with particular people in architecture is that you guys are very passionate about the work you do you guys the way you guys the language you guys the like the lingo you guys have when you talk to each other when you guys get a little excited maybe it's just you and arthur our little friend group that are like this and i'm pretty sure like you know other people and maybe it's people who aren't but let me ask you this earlier in high school earlier in college career when did you learn that architecture was for you or some things that kind of led you to that path to be like where you are today. Well, first, Richard, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I, I love talking about all things architecture, whatever it gets me going. So just thank you for this opportunity. Um, and yeah, man, like honestly, I mean, like high school, I, I, I wasn't fully invested. Like I, I, so going into high school, I already knew when I graduate, I'm gonna go to college, I'm gonna do architecture. I didn't, didn't even know what that was. I mean, I had no clue what I was getting myself into. I had no clue about studio. Um, you know, the only thing I knew was architecture is, is building. That's it. I mean, I didn't know anything about it. Different typologies, uh, the rigorous amount of work or like who it's for. You know, I, my, my idea was, man, I'm going to design a future, my future home and, and build a home for my future wife. You know, like what, whatever she likes, that's what I'm going to do. You know, my dad wants a house. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. So all of high school, I was, I was just going through the motion. I was just, you know, you know, going to school, going to practice for basketball, running, running across her track. And like architecture was in the back of my head. I, I knew I was going to study it, but I didn't know what it was. And I wasn't, and that's, that's something I don't regret, but I wish I knew something about it. That way I could learn and pursue it earlier in high school. But just honestly, Darren, it didn't kick in until I moved to Texas, until I actually started a studio class. So from 14 to 18 years old, I mean, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I want to go to architecture school, but what does that even mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? 
this guy said i'm gonna make my, my dad my family a house this guy this is diy like on a whole new level <laughs> <laughs> for real and and dude like now now that I, I i you know i say it out loud and i don't say that to anyone you know oh why what you know what got you into architecture i'm never gonna say like oh yeah to build to build my own house you know that's not something we say and but it actually isn't for me it was it was for my future wife you know, uh, you know and it was it was for my dad and i th i think subconsciously like i i already knew what architecture was about subconsciously is it's not about me. It's not about you. It's not about the person doing it. It's about others. And it's about the community and it's about the people involved. It's about the people that are going to benefit. Uh, you know, it's going to impact or whoever experiences it. It's, it's not a selfish game, you know, um, it's, it's about others. And I subconsciously knew that from the beginning. And I think, I think that's why it was so easy for me to, to, to buy in and grasp it. And, and just fully invest myself. Because as I started to learn about it, I started to learn what it actually is about. And, and it, was, it was just like, it, it was just the right thing, morally, uh, at, at, a, at a human, uh, you know, in a world, you know, in the, ma in the macro, basically. It, and, and when we're talking about all of life, it just made so much sense that it's like, yeah, this is, this is what we should be doing as a human race. And I just, I bought into the concept and the the theology of it and and all of that jazz you know it wasn't until talking to you and arthur where i really appreciate architecture more where now i look at buildings i look at the interior the exterior of like rooms of buildings and i'll just think like wow that's like an old building or like it's like a newer building and it must take so much time to make so much time to consider so much planning so much regulation so much safety mm. to go on about it and you guys really made me appreciate it more from talking to you guys it's from hearing you guys speak about it on your own podcast and just look at what you guys repost on instagram and i have a, and i have such a better appreciation for architecture for real estate because of you guys like when i when i even think of real estate i just think of the architecture that goes on behind it that gives the real estate its value especially when you have to remake a building and whatnot. But I want to get actually into that later on. Another thing sure. I wanted to ask you was, you moved from New Jersey to Texas. Now that's a, a bold thing to do. Was there specific <laughs> reasons for doing that? Was it because your family moved to Texas or was your, you had the ideal school in Texas to go to? Sure, sure. Uh, so basically um, I, did it, I did a year at, at uh, BCC, at Burton Community College. Um, and the reason why I went to that was so basically you know we're graduating right seniors in high school and everyone's like nah community college nah like i'm not gonna go there like nah. like you know that's for that's for poor people that's that's you know it's not a real education blah 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 whatever, whatever bs you want to tell yourself right but honestly so i went because it was like well i don't want to go to these universities because they're not really what i have you know it's more engineering it's it's, it's in new york which is out of state um, you know, um, like Fairleigh Dickinson, Ramapo, Rutgers, all those other colleges, they didn't have architecture. The only one was NJIT. That's the only one I found. And I didn't want to go there. The other options were in New York, but I mean, I'm, you know, it's funny because everybody down here, you know, when they introduce me, is like, oh yeah, he's from New York. And it's like, mm. I mean, sure, because it's just easier, 
but like I'm not actually Where's the from, accent? I, I'm not I'm not from the city, bro. I, I grew up in Rhode Island. I moved and I went to Pennsylvania for two years and then I was in Jersey for five years. And then after a year of college, I was like, like, man, like let, let's just move to Texas. And the reason was because uh, you know, I'm I'm Googling best best architecture programs in the country and UT Austin, um, UTA is, is is like top seven. You know, it's 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 it has top top five six seven grad program in the country and it's like you know what like man that's austin texas you know it's it's i i I do have family here so it made sense and i was like you know what like yeah like let's make that a goal of course you know i'm not gonna get in uh right away i I didn't even have an associate and my dad's telling me you know it's such you know it's a hard school to get into this and that not necessarily putting me down but just making me aware of the prestigiousness of that of Austin and that, that, that school UTA in Texas. So it's like, you know what? Okay. Let, let me, you know, I have a, I had an uncle in San Antonio. Uh, he, he lives there with his family and it's like, my dad was like, you know, what? if, if you want to, if you really want to go to Texas, look at UTSA university, of Texas, San Antonio, I apply. Of course I don't get in. I only have an, uh, I don't even have an associate. And I tell my dad, man, you know, I'm bummed out. I didn't get in. And he basically tells me, you know, if, if you really want to go, just look for a community college, get in, you know, settle down and, 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 and work your way. And I said, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll look into it. So I, 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 I literally, man, it's, 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 it's nothing but God. I Google San Antonio college architecture and SAC is San Antonio college. So it's like literally like it's the community college there. And it's like, I couldn't go wrong. Like it was literally the first thing that popped up. So I clicked on it, found it had architecture, applied. Every, everybody gets into a community college. You don't need SAT or, or ACT. Like high school or, 2.0. Yeah, like, it's like high school 2.0. So um, I, I applied, my, I got in, and, you know, and then it's like, you know, time went, a couple months passed or whatever, and um, my, my cousin ha- was having a wedding in August. Uh, so next month is actually my uh hold on one two three four i think august is my sixth year in texas like it hit six years wow um so so my cousin was having a wedding yeah i moved 2015 in august um and so my cousin was having a wedding my dad asked me if i wanted to go i said yes so the story i tell and it's, it's basically what happened i'm in my room chilling my dad opens the door like hey you know do you want to go to the wedding? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So he's like, okay, come here. I'm going to buy your flight. Let's pick a time. I go and my dad's picking everything. And he's like, so do you want, like, do you want a one way or a round trip? And for a split second, I don't hesitate. Literally a split second later. I'm like, eh, one way. Cause he knew I was, I got into the community college. What? So I'm just like, eh, one, what? I'm just like eh, one way. And he's like, okay, cool. And he just buys the ticket and I just go to my room, close the door and I go back on my computer doing whatever I was doing. And we didn't, we probably didn't talk for the rest of the night. It was after dinner. So it's like, it was nothing. Like there was no, there was no, okay, you're going to be living there alone. You're going to go to school, make sure you do all your work. Don't get into trouble. Don't this, don't that. Nothing, bro. Nothing. And I find out five years later why he did that. And it's because he, I mean, I knew he did the same, but it's because he did the same. And it's because, so 
he went to college. He, he, he grew up in, in South Texas. I have family there. And he went to Minnesota by himself, right? So this is nothing new to him. Me leaving to Texas, I mean, both siblings did it, you know, uh, they, they left home, did their thing. Um, you know, he did it. Um, and it's basically like, you know, five years later, I find out his mindset and what he says. It's like, you know, I, he's saying that I need to go out and figure it out myself. I need to learn how to do this myself. That's life. You know what I'm saying? You need to learn how to take care of yourself, how to feed yourself, how to wake up on, you know, it's like nobody's going to be holding your hand as an adult. I mean, one day I tell this to my little brother, one day your parents aren't going to be here. You, you got to learn how to feed yourself, cook yourself, make sure you do your homework yourself. Like we can't be telling you like every five minutes to be drinking your water. Like you just have to know to do it. And like, I literally tell him that. And it's, and it's, and I, I say that because, you know, I'm trying to, trying to educate him, trying to, you know, be, be a big it's brother. And to teach him. Yeah. Yeah. Just again, he's 10 years old now. And I'm just, you know, just trying to make him think, but it's, it's, I have the same teaching attitude, I think, as my father is like, like, you got to eventually learn how to just do it yourself. And he, my dad didn't tell me that he just let me go and do it. And I'm, I'm seeing it and realizing it myself that, okay, this is what he was doing. It was all part of a, a master plan. You know what I'm saying? That's book wild. Yeah. So that was, I mean, I just packed up and, and for, you know, August, uh, June, July, for August and uh, September, or maybe it was, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think all of August, um, basically just traveled, man, went to San Diego, went up to Bakersfield. Uh, uh, so we drove from like San Antonio to El Paso to, to San Diego to Bakersfield and then to Lake Tahoe. And that was basically my summer, like all month. I'm just on the road, uh, traveling uh, with my uncle and his family, my cousins. And then out of nowhere, it's like, dang, school starts in two weeks. I don't got a car. I don't got an apartment. So it's like, you know, my uncle helps me find an apartment. My dad comes, I get a job like a week before school starts, uh, literally a block away from where I was living. Cause I didn't have a car. Then my dad comes, gives me the car and man, the rest is history. I just start school and six years later, I'm still here. <laughs> Bro, that's actually crazy. I would have definitely hesitated if my dad asked me if I wanted a one-way round trip uh, for you to it's, like now like i mean was it like that easy to like commit and like see how your life would kind of it was easy bro it was, was easy oh bro i applaud you i things. didn't i didn't i didn't thank you bro i didn't think about it i honestly didn't think about it i just said yeah one way screw it i said let me let me get out of here but it's because i moved around so much I, man growing up i used to hate moving I mean, I grew up in Rhode Island, seventh and eighth grade. I lived in Pennsylvania, ninth to, to, to one year after college. I lived in Jersey. It, it wasn't normal to me. It's, it's like, whatever. I hated, I hated moving, but it was normal. It was, you know, like, oh, what, what's one more move, you know? And I knew, you know, people go away for college and, and this and that. So I, it wasn't really that big of a deal to me. But I think it's because I had my head on straight and I knew what I was going for. I was going to study architecture. Didn't know what it was. Didn't care what it was. You know, I, I, I've always had a goal of, of and, and, you know, maybe it's changed now, but I've always wanted my master's. So the goal was to go to college. I don't think you necessarily have to, uh, to do what I'm doing. 
I could have learned it on YouTube and taught myself. That's basically what I did in college. But I mean, you know, it's, you know, it's society having a degree. It makes you feel good and looks good and yada, yada, yada. But um, I mean, I did learn a lot through, through it. And I'm, um, I mean, I don't regret any, any decision. I'm, I'm grateful that, that I was able to, for whatever reason, just pack up and leave. Kudos to you, because that's such a bold, risky thing to do. And, and you were like 18, 19 at the time. I don't think most people now who are 18, 19, or even in their 20s, early 20s, or even 19, in their late yep. 20s, will have a hard time leaving home, leaving the, the bird's nest, go to another state, <laughs> mind you, and not having as much easy access to be able to live on your own. For like, sure. Like, Bro, I can honestly, relate. I'll, t- I'll just say, like, I can yeah, relate, because, no, but- like, growing up, like I, I, like I try not to get too personal, like with antinotes when I talk or do my podcast. I want to make a guest have mm. my spotlight, but like I can relate because when I was growing up, like even like till high school and after college, like I never, I always moved around a lot too, like different houses in New York, different houses in New Jersey, and mm-hmm. like even like when high school is over, I would still move around a lot, around a lot during college because I didn't have any set places, and it wasn't until like I was decided to be independent like all right i can't rely on my family i'm sick and tired of moving around i need to get my things together and work hard to be able to maintain a place rent a place and that's exactly what i did in parsippany and what i'm doing now in morristown and it's so mm. free and liberating i'm sure like for you like you must have oh, enjoyed that freedom to do what you want how you want and live life like on your terms hey, the- the first semester too was was rough, man. I mean, living alone was was tough. Damn. But I mean, the you know, before getting into college, my mindset was, man, I'm gonna live with my dad all the way through college, and then two years of working. That way, I could save up money, and then I'll move out. That was that was that was my thought process. It just didn't happen, and things worked out. And I mean, that's that's that, you know, like. After, I mean, if I could now, I'd go back and live with my dad for a little bit to save the money to get the house I want. But things just aren't playing out that way, which is fine. You know, whatever, whatever's happening is happening. You know, I don't, I don't have a plan for that. So I'm not mad that it's not happening. You know, I'm, I'm satisfied with, with where I am right now. And I just, I love Texas. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to leave, to be honest. A lot of opportunities here and I've met great friends. Um, and, you know, I know what it feels like to not be able to do what you want. I know what it feels like to be constricted uh, mentally, physically. Uh, you know, I've had those experiences. And the fact that I have it now, whatever it is, I have something. Like, I don't, I don't want to lose it. And that's, that's why I, I pretty much just, just give it my all. I mean, I have, you know, some experiences. I'll, I'll mention it briefly in eighth grade. Uh, I used to have, like, mild scoliosis in the lower of my back. So I had to do a lot of... Um, like core and, and back exercises to kind of strengthen the muscle and whatever it may be. And just one time, um, I remember like I, w- I woke up and I was literally paralyzed. Like, I mean, I couldn't move out of bed and I was in Pennsylvania uh, at a boarding school with my parents in New York and Rhode Island. How old were I mean, you? My parents were eighth grade. My, I mean, my parents were four and eight. They were like five and like nine hours away driving. I mean, I, I had no one there. You know, I had all these, these kids and the, and the adults or whatever. I woke up, couldn't move because, of course, my back was hurting the day before during the basketball game. And I, 
and I ignored it and I played through it because that's, that's, that's who I am. You know, I fight through the pain and, and I'll suffer later. And then, you know, I woke up, I, I couldn't move and, and it just, it felt terrifying. And because of that situation, you know, I'm doing all these rehabs for my back and I wasn't able to practice fully. I wasn't able to play fully because of my, my, my scoliosis. And I mean, at that age, basketball was everything to me. You know, um, I always did well in school because one time um, I was failing one, like one class. I had a D in like English or whatever it was in, in, in eighth grade. And I couldn't play because of my grades. So instead, you know, I'd go to practice and I would be doing all my homework rather than practicing. So I would finish it as quick as possible so that I could practice. But when it came to high school, it was like, you know what? Like, I got to make sure I have all my grades done because if I know if I'm failing, they're not going to let me play. So I know what it feels like to have something, you know, you love the most, like right there at, at, at the, at, you know, right there in, in arm's reach. Like, you can just, you can taste it, but you can't enjoy it. So when, when it came to architecture, it's like, I'm not allowing that to happen. I'm not allowing other things to be distractions. I'm not allowing other classes to get in the way. I'll pass them, but I'm not going to allow any, any other outside forces like, you know, like fit, like failing it is like, that's not an option because it's right there. I was, I'm, and now that I'm doing it, it's like, like, I, like I already did it. I just gotta, I just gotta keep it. I just gotta stay the path keep the same mindset I've had, keep the same attitude. And I know like, man, if, if I could go through five years of hell of architecture school, then I, I mean, I can, I can live the life I can do. I can make a career out of it. Yeah. It's like get the confidence that you had, like during the pain, during basketball. And to like, use that same leverage you've used then in the architecture. It could just be so, it could just like energy. You can like reapply like one part of your life to another, like, no, for it's sure. And it's powerful. It, it's all subconscious. Like I never thought about that during school when I was going through the rigorous all nighters, throwing up because of all the energy drinks, you know, being malnourished or, yeah. or not eating enough or whatever it may be. Um, like everybody out partying and I'm over here, bro. I got like permanent like bags under my eyes of just dark circles just because of all the, you know, the, the lack of sleep. And I never thought about it, but like the, the relationship, but subconsciously, like, like, oh, I'm not going to let this stop me. You know what I mean? Like, I still went to practice after that. My back situation happened. I still did basketball in high school. I, I, I still did sports. You know what I mean? Like, this, this minor inconvenience was, was, was just for a moment in time. And I knew, I knew all the pain through architecture school was just a moment in time. And I knew it's going to pass. I'm going to graduate, and I'm going to be good. Turns out exactly what I thought. I graduate, I'm working, I get sleep, uh, I eat, I cook, I go out, um, I talk to friends, uh, I meet new people, uh, you know, like, I, I know at the end of the day, it's all worth it. And that's the type of stuff, like, you know, with my own podcast, it's all about informing, you know, people about that lifestyle, and informing, you know, and bringing light to an awareness to that lifestyle and, and the lifestyle afterwards. It's like, yeah, you got to go through it now. You know what I mean? But that's for everything you suffer now. And, and later you get to play, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's basically what it was all about for me. You know, let me just get this done now. Let me put in the work. Let me do my time, you know, <laughs> in, in jail. Let me wait in line for the laser cutter. 
Yeah, no, yeah, man. Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go and 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 suffer because eventually it's 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 all worth it. I mean, and I felt that after every project, uh, presenting uh, and and looking at my stuff like pinned up, it's 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 satisfaction. You're you're dead tired. You're ready to collapse. You just it's basically leg day five days in a row. No. And you're just, <laughs> Damn. And it's literally literally like imagine imagine leg day five days in a row, but on your eyes. <laughs> it's not, that's definitely not healthy, bro. I, can, I, can, I can't imagine. Like. I don't know if you, I know if some people do it. They could stare at a screen for long periods of time, and I know that's like I know that's not majority of your work you're doing staring at a screen, but. I'm sure like with like maybe use like Photoshop or use some software tools, like you're staring I mean, at a while, um, probably gets you. Uh, yeah. Head. A lot of it you are. A lot of it you are. It's very strainful. Um, I got blue light glasses for work now, <laughs> um, which is nice. Uh, in, blue light uh, glasses. When in, yeah. Uh, in, in, in school, um, I do like the night mode. So like the screen gets like orange, Okay. Um, you know, whatever, whatever, uh, helps, you know, less strain on my eyes. Something I always hated though, like the students would always, uh, work in the dark and it, it, it got me like so disturbed because the screens are just, the sun is beaming at you and all the lights in the studio are off. And I'm just like, so y'all are just going to like strain your eyes, make yourself more tired, hurt, hurt yourself. Like why? And I don't know why, but that's just the way they like to work. They like to work in the dark. Uh, that's was this during the day? No, it was like three in the morning. <laughs> and oh, during the, the day, they never they never had the lights on. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter what what time of day it is. Working during the day with the lights off is bad for your neural health because we are people that like we're animals that strive like during light exposure, and when you have no, like lights sure. off like during the day when you should be working, it can kind of ru ruin your rhythm. Like if you like conversely, if you wanted to like be able to rest, chill, to relax, you want the lights turned off. But if you're like working intensely, like on a important project or presentation, you want the lights on to, like, to get like maximum focus. Like that would bother me if I was a YouTube. The lights are just off during the day, like 12 p.m., Bro, I walked into the studio and I just flipped the lights on. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work in the dark. Like, sorry, like that's not happening. And I, and I, and I heard something where you know it messes up your brain when you're on the phone at night and you're you're looking at the light from yes. your phone and your brain is thinking it's daytime from all the light. And it's it's the same thing you're saying, but just opposite. I mean, like, yeah, I don't understand how people can do that, but. I mean, to each yeah, their own. Light suppresses uh, light exposure suppresses melatonin, and melatonin is a hormone in your brain that allows you to get into rest mode. And if mm. you're having too much light exposure at nights, like you said, like go on your phone, watch TV before bed, it could actually hamper your sleep cycle because your melatonin is not produced to help you get into more restful sleep. Well, there you go. That's why I'm tired twenty four seven. Always got light beaming at my eyes. I'm either on the computer all during school or now I'm on my phone before I go to sleep. That's <laughs> why so I can never get a good night's rest. <laughs> I have a question because I feel like this is an important question I want to ask because I would, and if, a lot of people would say a lot of different answers to this, but here's what I want to ask you. Mm. Do you regret the nights and days you spent in college working a lot never. at your craft? That was a quick, that was really never. quick. 
Oh, never, never. You can't. You you can't you can't harp on it. I mean, it, it's in the past. It's over. It's done with. You know, like now, do I regret it? No. I mean, what what is that going to do for me? I can't change it. I, it's already done. It's in the past. The decision's been made, and you have to live with it. Now, if you're asking in the moment if I regretted it, still no, but for different reasons. I didn't regret it because it had to get done, and this is what I love. I, I never, like, sometimes, like, yeah, I had to push myself, and, and, and I, I ne- didn't necessarily want to be there, right, because I'm tired, because I'm cranky, because, um, you know, I'm hungry, because, you know, a friend is, is elsewhere and invited me or whatever it may be. No, I'm not saying I was always a thousand percent, I'm going to, you know, I want to be there, but I never regretted being there. And it's just because I love the work I was doing. Even, even, man, this is, this is a good, a good point. Like even when the all-nighters, um, so on my podcast, uh, Arthur mentioned something and it's like, the, like sometimes all-nighters aren't worth it, which, which is true to a certain extent. But like for me personally, like all-nighters that are bad are still good all-nighters to a certain extent because you're getting up, you know, you're producing all these bad ideas, but at least you're getting the ideas out, you know? You, you, you want to just get out as many uh, bad ideas at first as much as possible. And then once you realize none of these are working, they're all bad, then the good ideas, they start to arise and you start to see connections. Like, okay, maybe this actually wasn't so bad. Like, let me take this from, you know, you start picking and pulling from, from different ideas. And man, it's even so true. You're working 48 hours straight. You finally get some sleep and you're like, oh man, that, that, man, I, that, wasn't, that wasn't too good. You know, like, man, that, that was a bad, that was a bad all nighter. Then you sleep for 18 hours, you wake up, you go back to the studio and, you, and you're looking at it and you're like, man, I, I did that? Like, man, that's actually not, not so bad. Like, that let's was do it again. Good. Yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> like, and dude, it's exhilarating. It's, it's honestly, I never regret it because I loved what I was doing. I knew it had to get done. And dude, I had good people around me making it fun. And when they weren't around, I made it fun for myself because it's for me let's go you know like that experience is me not the design not not architecture like i'm doing it for me you know like because what else am i going to be doing i was just going to be sleeping and the work needs to get done so i'm going to go do it you know i never really regretted being there all night i mean i I loved it i enjoyed it i was spending my money on it um i i just i don't understand why people would do something they don't like so like if you really truly regretted it why were you doing it in the first place like just just don't do it just leave at a at a reasonable time get your work done and i have my opinion on those people but don't regret pulling an all-nighter you didn't have to you could have i bro i always got my work done early if i would have never done an all-nighter a day in my life i still would have finished my work i was just there because i was just fully invested in the project and in teaching myself great design and that's that's that i mean that's just plain and simple i loved it oh my gosh <laughs> and, you're I, my hero. and i still do you're my hero <laughs> the reason why i asked if you regret it because a lot of people would argue like hey you know don't forget some balance you know maybe take a break every once in a while and you know and all that's kind of like the a lot of people's easy way out a little like their own excuse to kind of like justify going out with friends doing things that may not want to do otherwise and Mm. I wish 
I wish because I, I always kind of feel pressured from others to to definitely take time off. But I regret not having the same attitude and hustle as you. Like I wish I would not do all nighters, but I wish I would like be so invested in my work that I wouldn't care about anything else. Mm. I wouldn't care about what's going on in Greek life. I wouldn't care about any activities on campus, like any recreation. Mm. I wish I wish I was all in my craft back then similar to how I'm trying to catch up and be all in my craft now. Cause now I'm at a, a different stage in my life where I love reading. I love learning. Mm. And I, I, sometimes I dread going onto my computer to learn something because I'll just be in a rabbit hole that I'll just see myself stuck in. It's like hours later. Like I wish I was who I am now. Mm. At, like way Earlier. back when in college, when only thing that was really po- popularized in college was just so, social status mm. and i admire someone like you who could stay away from distractions because a lot of people like myself when i was in college are prone to distractions it was easy for me though honestly and like not not to like like say it's easy right but like for me like don't get me wrong i went to a few football games i, w- I went out um you know here and there but I was very selective with, with, with my time. You know, I, I, I went to football games when, when I didn't have work to do or get done, you know, um, I'm not even a huge football guy. I just, you know, that's a college thing. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Let me go to a night game. Let me go to a morning game and just experience that and watch whatever. I like sports, but I wasn't going to every single game. Um, you know, the rec center, they have pool, you know, Billy, Billy pool and, and whatever. And, yeah, you know, when, when I had the time, because I'd get my work done, I would go and enjoy certain things. But the reason why I say it was easy for me is because, like, personally, like, I don't drink. I don't party. I don't smoke. I, I mean, like, I, I like working out, and I've started working out again. But, like, I'm not, I'm not a, gym, a gym addict, you know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I like the idea of being healthy and fit, but I'm not, you know, pumping iron 24-7. I'm not a... Um, I got out of basketball. Yeah. I'm not a gym rat. There you go. Um, you know, I love basketball, but I, I'm not, you know, that's not my passion in life. So I don't want to go play every day. Um, like none of those things, um, like really like draw and touch my heart as much as architecture. So for me, it was easy, you know, on the Friday night, everybody's going to go out and party. Never did that. High school. I didn't party. I went to one, one Halloween uh, I guess costume dress up, uh, social. It wasn't even a party. It was more like a get together social thing. A I went to one party, barely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I went to one in all of high school, and it's just not my thing. So like, I was never in like you know intrigued into any of that. And it's just you know because based on my faith and what I believe and my morals, and I you know I just and honestly, even if it's not because of that, I'd like to think I'd like to just. I'd I'd like to think that I'd like to spend my time more wisely doing things that are more productive rather than, you know, doing all this other stuff. And don't get me wrong. I still went out, but my last year of college, when I'm about to graduate, I know the system. I got this in the bag. Okay. I, I, I can prioritize and time manage everything. I'm already three weeks ahead. Like I'm, I'm chilling. Um, a lot of, and what gave me that opportunity was, I pulled all nighters. 
I worked on the weekends. I worked during Thanksgiving break. I worked during spring break um, because we always had something due afterwards. You know, Thanksgiving's Thursday, Friday off. That four-day weekend, everybody goes home. I'm in the studio. Spring break, everybody goes home. I'm, I never left. <laughs> I'm still on campus. Um, and because of that, I was able to, you know, pick and choose, okay, like this one, like, let's all go to it. Or, you know, I, I was able to join like a, the, the uh, um, uh, Hispanic Student um, Society, HSS, on campus. And I was able to, to go to a football game with them or go out to eat with them and my friend and meet people and, and salsa night and they go dancing or whatever. And it's like I was able to do those things later on when I knew, okay, I'm going to graduate. Not before when it's like, man, I don't know, this class is tough. I still have two years left. Like I, I made sure to have my fun, you know, reasonably and, and when I knew I could. Damn. Hey, one more question because we're short on time and because there's other things that I want to get to, especially yeah, sure. a little Patreon exclusive later. <laughs> so we can we, do that. I definitely want to talk more and I wish we had more time. There's only so much time in a day. You, these, these are kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. You're telling me, bro. You're telling me. I do want to ask you this. As you're very invested in architecture as you are now, I'm sure you're familiar with the latest trends, all the regulations, what's going on architecture world right now. I see you post stuff in your stories of cool buildings and such. What you're do you in there. Uh, how do you see architecture next 5, 10, 20 years change, changing and transforming the world as we know it today when it comes to like new tech is being thrown out, new innovators and new independent thinkers like yourself for your own podcast is kind of reinvesting into architecture, developing it more. Like what do you see architecture like years from now? It's two things I can think of. But I think I, I think of it and I and I'll say it only because that's that's where where I'm going. That, that's where I see it going. Not necessarily that it's happening. I do see it happening. Uh, I just don't know if that's the route um, the field or society wants to go. Uh, I would hope they do. Um, but so one is is definitely more urban, more more land, more landscape, more greenery. You know, there's a lot of these uh, urban parks or environmental buildings. Um, I mean, uh, Singapore, I believe it's Singapore. Singapore does it really well. They're so eco-friendly. Like you see vines and greenery and, and, and vegetation literally all up their skyscrapers. It's, it's, it's so like environmentally friendly. And there's a lot of a lot of urban projects that are including, you know, it's not, it's, my hopes is it's not just about making money and, and developers building, you know, and, and yes, we all need places to live and work and, and et cetera, but there's ways to incorporate these nice outdoor spaces, uh, you know, uh, cause we can't be stuck in all day. We need some sunlight. We need human interaction. Uh, we don't want to be crammed up inside 24 uh, seven. We, we need pedestrian friendly spaces where we're able to walk and not just have these, you know, narrow streets with a bunch of cars and, and traffic and, and pollution and, and all that. So really, I, th I think these 
these linear or vertically urban vegetation landscape, whatever it may be. Like, I don't really know, but I just, I just see more, more open spaces for people, for society, you know? And I, I think that's going to become bigger. And especially actually after COVID, a lot of, a lot of firms, a lot of offices, a lot of designs are, are, are being transformed because of, you know, all these rules, regulations and mandates and, and, and medical jargon that I don't even know, but you know, a lot of designs are changing Con- uh, contactless delivery uh, drive-throughs or like curbside or um, just more open spaces, parks, uh, you know, more greenery, more trees, more buffer zones. Um, you know, uh, and the other thing is, is technology. Um, you know, whatever that even means, like whether it's space race or, or or if we're looking just at like uh, engineered louvers on, on a window. So like as the sun is, is, you know, rising in the east, setting in the west, the louver is um, like, think of your um, blinds, right? Your blinds, you can shut close and you can open. Right. But now imagine those on the exterior of the building. And as the sun is rotating, those blinds are also rotating to keep the sun out. Whoa. I mean, that's that's it. That's engineering. And that's pretty sad. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other stuff. I mean, um, uh, the Oculus. Um, that's cool. Uh, I want to go down at. Um, no, 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 not that. No, no, not that. OK. I don't no, think no. it's called Oculus. Um, the the hub in New York, uh, down by the World Trade Center, that looks like a whale, the the white one. Um, it it opens up during nine eleven. The 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 skylight. Oh man, open. I'm I'm ashamed not to know because I I live here longer than you have. But it, yeah, <laughs> but you know nine eleven they have the two lights from from the the ground zero the towers right. Um, so then that that hub, um, Cal, Calatrava designed it, I believe. It's 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 the white um uh the white building it looks like a whale it has like these fins that go out and Calatrava is the architect I believe or engineer um and it was it looks like it's based off of like a whale like the design concept but anyway my point is um, the skylight in the top opens up for a certain amount of time so you could look through the ceiling and see the light now how does it open it's it's engineered that's technology um, there's also something called kinetic architect kinetic what? architecture uh kinetic is obviously moving right so and architecture is art design buildings whatever <laughs> right. so think of mo- moving architecture you know i mean i've seen designs and concepts where these buildings are rotating i've been in the, the i mean we do it now i just think in the future it's going to become more more useful more used um the the space needle right in in san antonio the tower um, all these cities, uh, Seattle, Toronto, um, they all have this like tower and it's like a ball, right? So San Antonio has one and the, the restaurant rotates 360. So as you're having dinner, the floor is rotating and you're getting a 360 view of the city. Oh, I mean, that's kinetic architecture. Right there. Yeah, of course. I mean, you got to pay, I don't even know, 40 some or more just to get up there. I know what like, building you're talking go. about. Oh my yeah, gosh. I mean, it's it's kind of like the stratosphere pretty, in Las Vegas, sort of. Yeah, same 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 thing. 
all these cities, you know, these major cities, some major cities have them. Um, but yeah, and then the last thing is on the technology front, uh, space travel and whatever, you know. Uh, so Bjark Engels, big, uh, he's my favorite architect. Um, why he's my favorite architect is because I listen to his TED Talks, I listen to his lectures, and it's the reason behind it. He has great designs. What's and his I name again? The designs. Uh, uh, Bjark Engels, B-J-A-R-K-E, Engels, I-N-G-L-E-S. It's from Copenhagen, uh, Denmark, um, and they have an office in Copenhagen, New York, Spain. Um, yeah, if he's ever listening to this, I'd love to work for him. <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's a dream of mine, uh, to be a designer at, at his firm. I, I, I just love his work. Um, but, I, but I love it because of the reason, the purpose, you know, he's tackling environmental, uh, uh, social, uh, economic issues with his architecture. And he's creating this architecture that lasts lifetimes, not temporary. So him and uh, he's actually de- uh, designing some, some architecture for Mars and he's doing it for the moon as well. Now, what's my opinion on space travel, going to Mars, living on Mars? Like, I don't care for it, but it's, but it's freaking interesting, right? And it's pretty cool, like the technology that you're able to do it. And it's even cooler because he's teamed up with Icon, which is a 3D printing company, to 3D print and design these buildings, right? Let's just say buildings on the moon. And Icon has actually started 3D printing homes for the homeless in Austin. They're, they're an Austin-based 3D printing company, Icon, I-C-O-N. And they've actually, like, they have prototypes. You can Google it, and, and they're legit. They're printed. And they, they print, like, concrete. It's, like, it's cheaper. It's efficient. It's, it's you know, you're not wasting material. Um, so I think 3D printing is, is on the rise. Um, besides, I, I would love more kinetic architecture but i think 3d printing might be like the wave like it's it's kind of where everyone's heading towards 3d printing interesting yeah and i mean 3d printing buildings is is like what like how uh you know and of course it's small scale they're 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 small one bedroom up like houses of course or or like a little studio which is on its own like a, a, mod, a module um but i mean i think that's that's pretty fascinating and i that's i mean that's it i think open spaces greenery some somewhere that's environmentally friendly and throwing in some technology in it i think a lot of these countries are going to be ramping it up they're already doing it i just think we're at like that point in time when the you know the like there's a point in time when the industrial revolution happened right and everything started booming I think we're getting to the next one. I think we're getting to the next point where people, and I think it might be our generation or the generation slightly above us where it's like, okay, like what's next? Like, let's figure it out. Let's do it. This is so exciting and scary at the same time because technology has really, really changed the world the last 10 years. But it's yeah, still, and I don't, and I, 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 and I honestly, I honestly think I mean, yeah, it's changed the world, but not at the scale and impact that it's about to change the world. I, I think there's a bigger all. thing. <laughs> I think there's a big. I think there's a bigger thing ahead of us. Well, let's hope we're there to see it live and in action, and make sure we're still alive to witness it. <laughs> For sure, bro. Hundred percent. Alrighty, alrighty. So, Nick, 
We're going to find you at your podcast at Architecture Matters Podcast. You host yes, with your co-host, Diana. You guys are awesome. Yeah. You guys are pretty funny. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, that, that podcast, is, it started at the beginning of the year. Um, I just kind of had an idea. Uh, I love talking about it. Uh, honestly, truthfully, I saw someone tweet that they wanted to start a podcast. And I thought to myself, dude, come on. If, if they can even think about it, I can do it. So let's just do it. So I, I wrote a whole list of a bunch of 60-some episode topics with, that go like titles, and then, then they go in depth created the the before i had any equipment already wrote all of that i created the logo um then my co-host diana she reached out a super good friend of mine uh she helped me confirm the name she's like dude just name it architecture matters like that's literally your branding like you already have it on instagram and i was like yeah that's a good point you know and then um i asked her to because she's local she's She's in Dallas. I'm in Fort Worth. I asked her to co-host with me and we have similar experiences. Um, you know, I respect her work. She respects mine. And I think that's the biggest thing when you're working with someone, you have to, you have to believe in them and you have to think they have good work. You know, if, if, if you don't, if you think their work's trash, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to have them as my co-host, you know what I mean? So that basically, um, I mentioned it previously, but it's, a podcast is, is meant to enlighten the educational process of architecture school. And we're going to go into, you know, uh, career hunting, um, you know, uh, jobs, what it's like. We, we have a lot of guests on the, on the podcast um, and they talk about their work experience and their education experience. Um, we're looking to branch out into getting more, not just architects, um, uh, you know, creatives, photographers, painters, musicians. I mean, I do music, I do photography, um, I, I film, I do the podcasting now. Um, I mean, I do a lot of things. So it's not just architecture, that's the main thing, but a lot of architects, they're, they're, they're versatile. They, they do a lot of things. They like getting their hands on a little bit of everything. Um, so I'm, I, I see myself as, um, what do they call it? Like, I'm not, a, like they say like, you're not a master of one, but you know a little bit of everything. You're very well-rounded. My... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no pun intended, right? No. <laughs> um, so, like, I'm very well-rounded. I do a little bit of all these different, because we're creatives. I do a little bit of everything. But my main thing is architecture. It is designing, man. I get such a kick out of it. I love it, and I get a thrill, and I love, I love knowing that I can make a difference and, and impact me. And that's why the podcast started. I wanted to inform younger people or people that are going through it that, Hey, you're not alone. This is what to expect. Um, hopefully it doesn't scare you off and make you not even try. Um, but at the same time, like, you know, just know that you're not in it alone. It gets better that it's worth it. Um, and like, dude, hearing, I mean, just hearing someone else excited about something gets you excited. And that's the energy I'm trying to trying to give off and I just love talking about it dude the experiences like the good or bad and like honestly um this has to be said I'm allowed to talk crap about it because I love it and I went through it so like if I'm talking crap about it that doesn't mean I hate it don't do it 
that means I love it and I experienced it. And I'm a, I, I have a right to talk crap about it because I mean, like, yeah, I'm talking crap, but I still You've love seen it. You've the best it, it, and worst about it. Of course, you can kind of give your piece yeah, of mind. Of course, I've, 100%. I've seen the best and worst. And a lot of it was worse. You know, I have very strong opinions on a lot of things and a lot of people and a lot of teachers and a lot of uh, pedagogies. You know, they love throwing that word out there, you know, the, which is literally just the way the school teaches. Like never their heard curriculum. The- Ped- pedagogy. It's so stupid. Like, honestly, like, just say the way you teach. Like, what's your pedagogy? What? Like, exactly. Like, I have a lot of opinions on that, which is, and I'm very vocal about it. But me complaining is not me hating it. It's, it, it, it's just, I'm, you know, because I'm just, I just love it so much that I see all these things I want to improve. And I'm trying to teach with my podcast. One day I want to teach a design studio. One day I want to be able to be a, a great mentor and, and, and rise up the next generation and just, you know, help people out wherever I can. I told you this before. Like, I just want to see people succeed. I don't care what you're doing. I mean, I, I want everyone to do architecture, but obviously it's not for everyone and not everyone should do it. Right. I think it's the most important thing, but everyone finds their niche and I just want everyone to succeed. And that's it. Like we can't be putting each other down. We, we have to put each other up. Like, I just want like, yeah, if I don't like you, then fine. I don't like you, but I still want you to, you know, do something with, with your life and, and impact people and, and, and create something beneficial for society you know, or even in the micro, just, you know, make a difference in one person's life. That, that's really all it is. I'm, I'm trying to do it at a, at a bigger scale, but day to day, just impact one person's life and you'd be doing all right. Yeah, dude, you're my hero. Let's close off on this. A wise man once said, we need, there's a lot of consumers in the world. We need more creators and people mm-hmm. like you who create your podcast, who create designs, architecture. People like you that actually changed the world. And I thank you. Thank you, bro. And honestly, if you thank ever you. change, I'm gonna come over in Texas and talk and send it to you. So well, real quick, Gary, Gary V actually said something recently where it's like, um, like he like he hopes that if one day he decides to just quit and just do something completely left field, that that he does it and that he fully invests and fully loves it. You know, like, and that's what it's about. Just do whatever you, you fully feel is your purpose in life. Just, just do it a hundred percent, a hundred, 110%. You know, we're not robots. You can't do that, but you can, you can sure try. You can sure try to give 110% and just see what, what happens. If you love it, it'll work. If you care enough, it'll work. Damn. You rock, Nick. All right. So Everyone who's listening or watching, please go listen to Nick on his podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and subscribe to him on YouTube, and also follow him on Instagram. You'll see all the links in the description down below. Give him a big shout out there. Tell him he came from me. Also, follow me on my social, on my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. I'll send my personal social media profiles there. And also as well as my well-rounded studios pages there too. All the links will be in the description down below. If you enjoyed this podcast or this YouTube video, please share, please like, please subscribe. And if you want to support this podcast, YouTube channel even more, 
support one of the sponsors in the description down below. There's always will be a good deal. Helps us out, helps you guys out, helps the sponsors out. Lastly, if you guys want to take this episode up a notch, me and Nick are going to talk for a little bit about some crazier stuff on our Patreon exclusive. That's where we're going to be a little more censored, a little more unfiltered. Nick's got some cool stuff in there. I'm going to talk some smack in there. So please subscribe to my Patreon for exclusive almost YouTube clips. See you guys there. Have a good rest of your day. Peace. Peace. This episode was also brought to you by the Motley Fool. Okay. Guys, stop going on Wall Street bets and pretending like you're a Wall Street trader because you're not. Stop trying to pick and guess the next Dogecoin, next Tesla, because you're not. So what you should do instead is go to Motley Fool and check out their premium services. So you have your own stock advisor to help you pick the best options because there's no goddamn way you're going to get the next GameStop on your own. It's not going to happen. So might as well just check it in the link down in the description below. Join Motley Fool. Their portfolio beats the markets on a regular with access to 300% worth of gains in their stock choices. What are you waiting for? Go in the description down below and get rich today. Please, for your sake.